song makes me feel like I'm walking on the space station. <laughs> it's a good feeling, right? Yeah. Uh, hi, we're live. <laughs> we're live. We're live here on Sunday, the most random day we could do this. You know what? We both had the day free. We both did have the day free, and time means nothing in this new world. <laughs> time is a circle. Uh, but it was mainly just so I could finish this giant rest of Ex Mahina. So, you know, don't worry about it. It's chill. Uh, so welcome to Talk Comics to me. I am I am Champ Champenstein. And I'm Heather. And since there are still no new comics, we read other shit. So many other things. I, I still have not finished Preacher yet, by the way. <laughs> I tried so hard. I don't know what it is about that. I can't, like, get into it. Like, I really like the story, but it's not, for some reason, like, when I'm reading it, I'm just like, oh, what else could I be doing right now? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's very frustrating because I, I want to read it and I want to enjoy it and I want to finish it, but I just don't have the attention span. That makes sense. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I get strange. it. Okay. You okay. want you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. okay. I'm going to talk about this one first. Okay. So I have um, the first trade of Sex Criminals. My good friend Drew let me borrow this, and I'm pretty sure it's in the same condition. Um, I smashed it onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, I just threw it around a little bit. No, I'm pretty sure it was like that. Um, <laughs> I've been wanting to read this for a while, and I finally finally got around to it. Um, I think Drew let me borrow this about two, three months ago. Yeah, it was a while it's, ago. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, Champ reads this one, so Champ is aware of what this story is all about. But for those of you who don't know, I will do just like a two-sentence synopsis. Um, Susie and John mm-hmm. um, have the ability to stop time when they have an orgasm. They think that they're each the only ones who can do it, but then they meet each other and discover they can do it together. So they decide to rob banks to pay for her libraries, her books, library. Um, that was three sentences, but the fourth sentence is they get in trouble for stuff. <laughs> Um, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't know why I put it off so long, because I, I, it's Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, um, which, by the way, when I was reading their bios in the back, um, it sounds like bios that you and I would write. Yeah. And which I thought was really funny. Um, all of the, like, author's notes and stuff are just really good, um, it's a really enjoyable story. I am ready for the second part now. Yeah, the book is uh, it's a good time. It's very silly. I was laughing. I, I texted you about that. But when they're talking about like the sex positions, I was dying. Yeah. Because they were just really funny, like shrimping Dutch microwave. <laughs> God, which one? Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah. E.T., the sex move. That one made me, I, I, it killed me. It's really good, though. Um, I really enjoyed the book. You know, I I do really like that book, even with my slight lack of enjoying parts of it. Uh, but, you know, that's just... I feel like if I went back and read it as a whole, maybe I'd feel different. But regardless, I still always have, like, a good time when I'm reading that book. Oh, and yeah. a bad time sometimes as well. It has a wide range of emotions going on in there. It's, um... I do have to say this. It's a very solid start to the story. Oh, yeah, no, that, it, that first, like, story arc is just, like real fucking good mm-hmm. got you in and out real yeah. fast <laughs> <laughs> oh good glorious 
Is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. I'm nervous. It's been so long <laughs> it's since a, done this. Yeah. Uh, also, I read this book and I was like, I don't think I understood it, but I read some stuff online and seemingly I did. <laughs> seemingly I did understand it. I think it just seems really like daunting and confusing at, within like the first two issues, and then after that, it just like kind of steadily sets in, and you get a more like excuse me, a better grasp of what's going on. So anyway, this is Black Monday Murders. This is... What an intro. Uh, yeah, this is by <laughs> Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker. Uh, <laughs> I was like, am I going to say this wrong? But no, it's fairly easy, right? Uh, so the whole idea of this is that the financial institutions that are running the, the world and that have been running the world for, you know since the beginning of time, since all of these things have sort of started, are all kind of controlled by uh, a magic and a god. And basically all of the crashes of the stock market are caused by uh, Mammon, who all of these people worship. And a lot of it, it's like, it's real deep. uh, And a lot of what money is paid for is with blood and there's a lot of blood sacrifice and a lot of yeah it's (laughs) there's a lot of magic and a lot of really deep like lore into like gods and I guess the darker side of what what financial institutions could be it kind of just shows that corruption and how these people have continued to keep their power just because they can I got really excited for you. That sounds like a great book. <laughs> it was a really good read. I It is um, only eight issues in. It is not quite completed. So I did, you know, have to get the eighth issue to figure out how it ended, at least on that note. But the through line is that there is um, families or schools who all have control of all of these things. And this book starts off with the death of one of the heads of the family, basically, and bringing in his sister to try to figure out what's going on. And basically, exact revenge and a, at the same time, a detective is trying to figure out what is going on and finds out all of these, like, intricacies of the magic and all of that. I want to read it. It's really good. Definitely worth it. It's, uh... It is very much Jonathan Hickman. You definitely, like, you have graphs, you have charts, you have, like, just long text pages. It's, uh... Just keeps getting better (laughs) the more you talk about it. It's one of those things where when I first started reading this book, like I said, the first couple issues, like, it's just... It's just, like, confusing enough where you're, like... For me at the time, it was a little too dense where I didn't want to keep going. But I'm glad Chris did keep getting the issues so then I could come back to it later when I was was prepared good job chris good job chris you did it okay i'm done okay my turn your turn okay so shadow um <laughs> so i have this book called the escapist um this is a brian k vaughn book um wendy pavanka found it in the basement of legend comics and told me to read it so i finally did i've had this since january 
Um, but <laughs> I like how we've, like, in most of these books, we're like, we've had these for years. Yeah. Months. Well, that's, this is the perfect time to read them because I never had time before because I kept getting new comics every week. So, <laughs> um, so this story is about a boy named Max. Yes. Max. Um, his father dies when he's really young and after he dies his mom gives him this key to the basement and is like you can go down there now it's not a big deal uh he wasn't allowed down there at all before uh he discovers that his dad was pretty much obsessed with this comic book called the escapist um which i he points out in here he's like that's a weird thing for your dad to like try to hide from you when it's the only thing that you should have had in common yeah (laughs) was the comics (laughs) um so he becomes kind of obsessed with the escapist in the same way that his dad was um just kind of absorbing as much as he can buying whatever he can um there's one thing in here that i thought was really cool um one of the series that his dad owned he was missing issue 17 so um when max is still like in that period where he's like buying comics and stuff he finds issue 17 but he never reads it he ends up like burning it because he doesn't he does he just doesn't want to read that final story and then have it be over Mm -hmm. and he thinks that's why his dad never like got around to finding it because it was easy for him to find yeah but anyway, so he's, you know, obsessed with this idea, and when he's in college, um, him and his best friend decide to reboot The Escapist. Um, they bring in uh, the artist, and they start, like, making this comic, um, and it's pretty popular, so then they're trying to, like, they're almost bought out by this guy who wants all the rights to the escapists and stuff, like offers them tons of money. Okay. They have no money because they are doing this by themselves. Um, so they use literally like all of his inheritance money and everything to like work on this book. And so if, you know, they sell it to these people, they'll have money. But Max doesn't want to do that because he wants to do it by himself. So the story is basically these three creators self-publishing comic books and then trying to not be bought by big corporations. Um, There's a lot of, you know, feelings and stuff in here too. A lot of stuff happens, like sad stuff. Like, I don't even want to like spoil it, but there was one part near the end that like I got choked up. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's... It's, oh wow! <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. Way better than I had anticipated because um, when I had first started reading... The, I read the introduction and then, like, the first couple pages back in January when Wendy had let me borrow this mm-hmm. and just wasn't into it at the time because I was like, eh, it's just not something that I don't I don't think I'll be interested in. But I sat down finally and read it, and I loved it. Um, one thing that I was telling Champ was within the book, they have the actual pages for the comics that they're working on, which I just absolutely love. Um, it breaks the fourth wall a lot, too which I I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. But yeah, it's a it's a nice little coming of age story about three comic creators in Cleveland, Ohio. It's really good. I'm I'm still going to leave this here so you can read it. Okay, okay. I yeah, I still have to read that Angel Trade. Read that. Oh yeah. Got so much I got so much reading to do. So much. <laughs> good thing we have all the time in the world now. Uh, so now I have, um, I'm in the process of reading Transmetropolitan. This is actually book three. I have not started it yet. I have only read the first 
two trades, and these are the old school trades, so I've read issues 1 through 12. Oh, bastard. I was like, rat turd? No, this is the, you. Yeah. the smoke was like, okay. You're the bastard. That makes more sense. But yeah, so I have read issues 1 through 12 of Transmetropolitan, and so far I really enjoy it. It is, I mean, it's filled with words. It's like Warren Ellis in that way, but the story is really interesting. I do really like the world that it's building up. I think the first, the first like 12 issues that I'm reading have really done a great job of kind of introducing me to... Uh, the main character, Spider, and kind of what his deal is and how he, like, how he represents himself and how he feels about trying to do his job of journalism and trying to bring the truth to the people. Damn, he's even got a spider tattoo. Yeah. Uh, so I think, like, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting more into this book because I just feel like the world is building out so well that I'm really interested to see what's truly going to happen just because it's done a few one-off issues where you're seeing different sects of the world and how it's kind of built itself out uh there you know you kind of just get this idea of like there's a lot of silliness at the same time that's paired with a lot of like realistic sort of ideas and things that are happening so it is like i don't know i'm really enjoying it i'm really i think with the state of everything right now i wanted to really deep delve into some interesting political works and you know this has been what i've been told via the internet the one to just like get into this and i i do like the portrayal of the world around him and just the politics of the people and how like i said he's just trying to do his job of bringing the truth to the people good for him with and those sunglasses and everything <laughs> dang and the world's just so fucking chaotic too you know and it's relatable in that weird way of just how wild everything is being right now in our real world craziest fucking four years of my life so far <laughs> yeah it's been wild I, I know it's been two months but it feels like sev- 17 years has has passed but Mm -hmm. once again i will probably have more feelings once i get like deeper into it i just right now i feel like i'm just glimpsing the surface and i think once i get more of the pieces i'll feel have more feelings and things to say right right now i'm just getting that like how many trades are there in this uh i think well chris i think chris has like 14 10 something like that i knew it was quite a bit but i just couldn't remember this was something i probably could have looked up before we did this like oh, that well. time we did with Ex Mahino and I, oh, yeah. I read like half of that. Well, and but I haven't made as like this book is a little like is more dense and is saying more things than like Ex Mahina is mm-hmm. necessarily. So I, that sounds rude, but no, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, but anyway, this is Trans Metropolitan. It's a book by Warren Ellis and Derek Robertson. So. Okay, just so I mentioned those people, they made the book. It's theirs. <laughs> It's their book. It's their books. Not not anybody else's. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready for you. Okay. My last book. It's just been sitting on my shelf. My last book (laughs) is Loki. Um, (laughs) Loki. Loki. Um, I actually... So, Wendy gave this to me um, for my birthday. Um, Originally, she was like, oh, do you have this already? And I was like, yeah, most likely. I think I have the single issues. Mm -hmm. This is not the series that I have. So this was actually my first time reading it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, It's written by Robert Rohde, and the art is Asad Ribic. 
Okay, cool. Um, beautiful. But it's basically, it's just a four issue series about Loki finally defeating Thor, um, becoming like ruler of Asgard, and then trying to decide what to do with Thor because everyone is saying, you know, like, oh, you're not going to do what you say you're going to do, which is kill Thor. So he kind of has like this internal crisis the entire series. Like, well, if I don't do it, everyone's going to call me out on it. But if I do it, then, you know, I just killed my brother. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Runs into a bunch of fucking crazy people. Meets his mom for the first time. And he is disgusted by her because she smells bad. Like, I love this book. (laughs) It was really good. And the way that this ends, too, I... Because it builds up and just builds up the entire time. You see Thor once in this entire book mm-hmm. and then, like, the last page. But I am very pleased, very pleased with this. I love how Asad Rubik draws Loki. Makes him look disgusting. Yeah. Like, really gross and just mean. I love it. Looks like a crocodile sometimes. It's great. Um, I love this book. But, yeah, this is this is Loki. Just a nice little insert into his life <laughs> as the, the foul brother. I do just like it because it's like, yeah, dude, what are you going to do if you kill, you kill him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it's crazy like the entire time because he's like, oh, he's going to be hanged right here in the morning. I'm going to do it, I swear. And then the entire night he's just like pacing like, oh, my God, I have to do this. I, I said <laughs> I was going to do it, so I have to do it. It's fantastic. Uh, perfect. Okay, so now I have, I read the last half of Ex Machina. I, my boss let me borrow the the omnibus so I could finish it up. If you remember from, what, two weeks ago is when I read the first half. I had mixed feelings about it. I still honestly don't, like, I don't feel like I love this series as much as everybody else did. Like, it's all right. Like, I had an okay time, but honestly, like... Did it not age well? I don't I don't know if it's that... I don't think that would be necessarily the case. I'm going to put this on the ground. Or on this chair. I put this chair over here for a reason. Because I know I had asked you that when you read the first half. And I don't think, like... I don't think it's the fact that it didn't age well as much as it did do just, like, such a great job of encapsulating that, like beginning of like 2000 times and I mean even with like I was talking to Chris about this on the way here I think you know it felt very centrist with like the things it was saying and it felt like very like the politics I just didn't give a shit about Uh, and I think the way they described and talked about politics was very like indicative of, of that time frame and the way they went about things in that time frame. I think too within this book it's just in the first half you just get that look about look at Mitch Mitchell Hundred as this mayor. He's trying to do do good for the people and do these things that are right well as as well as like trying to just like forget about his past. And as the story progresses, you know, as all things do, your past kind of catches up with you. And I think with this, like, whew, just got going. <laughs> I just got on a thread. I couldn't stop. Uh, I think as the story progresses, you see these things start to catch up with him where it it kind of changes who he changes him. And I don't know if it's necessarily that that changes him as much as just that need to succeed in getting power changes him. And 
I think in that sen- sentiment, like, it does a good job. It shows how, you know, power can kind of corrupt you. Absolutely. Even to, to the point of turning on those people that were once the closest to you and right. made sure that you could get to a place of power. So it's saying a lot while also kind of saying nothing at all. I think it's so frustrating because that's 50 issues. Did you read all of them? Yeah, I read all of oh <laughs> I like and I liked part of it. I liked some issues and I liked the end half. Like I did really like the idea that Brian K. Vaughn pulled into the end half of the book with like you getting more of an idea of how he got his powers and how we got to this point. And even then it brings you into the question of was he ever the good guy? Did he ever do the right thing? Or is was this all kind of a sham in a way? I love that. So, and I don't know if that's just me reading into it or me just, like, engulfing, like, especially that last half all at once. But I think he does bring in this question of was was Mitchell really that person that you thought he was at the beginning of the book? Was he that person once he decided to become a politician? And, like, what at what cost does it come with to right. become somebody of power like that? Your soul. Yeah, basically. It costs, <laughs> it costs you everything, and it costs you that, you know, almost your beliefs, because in the end he, you know, at the beginning he starts out as a centrist, and in the end, big spoiler alert here, so if you want to read all 50 issues of Ex Machina, you don't listen to me say this, but the very last issue, it ends with him, he is the vice president to John McCain, who got elected president. So yeah, it's just like, it's it's just so incredibly painful in that, like, in that way to me. Like, I, I, like I said, I hated the politics of it. I hated, I hated that aspect of it. It just seemed a little, like, heavy-handed. I did enjoy learning about his past. I enjoyed all the great machine stuff. And I do enjoy these, like, duality of man sort of ideas. But it's just also, like, oh. Which, that's, a, that's one of the more frustrating things, considering it's a very, like, politically heavy book yeah yeah it's yeah it's and the very fact that you can't politics. like care about the politics in it is really saying something about the story yeah i just i don't know i don't think i don't know i obviously this is a really like highly praised book my opinion's just not necessarily valid on this not, not for me <laughs> it just wasn't my like cup of tea i just like didn't like the main character it just felt too too center you know just too much like it's wasn't trying to say anything and i'm gonna steal this tweet <laughs> by at space twinks <laughs> perfect because it, it really did a great like job of like summing up how i felt and I wanted to share their words because it felt better. <laughs> so it's like my brain keeps thinking about Ex Mahina, the comic, and Transmetropolitan and how the former talked about conservatives conservatives with a very nuanced good faith depiction. And the latter was over the top schlock mockery of them. And the latter turned out to be way more accurate. And honestly, as I'm reading both of these books side by side. You agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. And that's really what I did not like about Ex Mahina. Okay. Fair. That's fair. I, I probably feel the same way. I I don't know. If somebody wants to talk to me about that book, please do. <laughs> I would love outside opinions and like other other thoughts. 
Send them our way. Please. I'll but, listen and, and read what you have to say, but I won't understand any of it. Uh, and, you know, maybe everything I just said was just, like, complete, utter nonsense. What well, wasn't nonsense to you? I don't know. Was it? <laughs> was it not? I can't pretend to understand because I don't know what it's about. Uh, I It sounded good. Well, cool. <laughs> as long as it sounds like I know what I'm talking yeah. about, that's all that Yeah, matters. it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. That's all we have this week. Um, next week, I, I plan on continuing Transmetropolitan, and then I also might just go on a Rich Tommaso kick of books. You love that, dude. Yeah, I do. Um, I am on issue 63 out of 100 in that Teen Titans series, um, but I don't have the next 15, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> need to take a break from that anyway i'm going nuts reading it uh i can understand that sometimes it's just like especially with longer series you just gotta take that break Mm -hmm. which is kind of why i took that like week break from ex machina it's like read but i did read like all of the last like 25 issues in like three sittings like i did with the first half so i don't know i'm not gonna lie this is me bearing my soul to you I'm only reading this series because Raven and Beast Boy kiss in issue 100. <laughs> I just want to, I want context. I want to know why, what happens. Uh, so, you know, I have issue 100, but I got to read all the other ones leading up to it. Uh, any other things you're going to be reading for next week? Um, I'm still reading Preacher. And then um, what else did I just pick up today? I don't know. I picked up a book at home. <laughs> I just can't remember what it is now. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'll text you yeah, once I figure it out. Sure, sure. Anyway, so thanks for joining us. We uh, hope you're all doing well. And, you know, support your local comic book shop if you can. Pick up any of these books if you want. They're all They're all good. We're all in this together. Yes, we are. I've never seen that movie. That's the only part of the song that I know. I don't even know what that's from, so. Uh, High School Musical. Oh, okay. And the only reason I know it is because of Modern Family. (laughs) So. All right. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good